Hi there, this is Brad Whitney, and it's time to get into the music. Today's show is brought to you in part by WCZR Code Zero Radio, your go-to for the best alternative and indie music. Find them at live.codezeroradio.com or download the free Code Zero Radio app. And now, let's get into the music. Well, hello, everyone. This is Rob, and welcome to Into the Music. You know, I've been looking forward to talking with my guest today for a while. Northeast Wisconsin is a hotbed for singer-songwriters, and I'm happy to have one of the best on the show today, Brad Bordini. Brad writes and sings from the heart about life, but I'm finding that's who Brad is. I mean... He's an open book who does everything from the heart. He has one album to his credit and is just putting the finishing touches on his second release, which is due to drop in December. And with that, I welcome Brad Bordini to Into the Music. How are you doing today, Brad? I'm wonderful. I'm just happy to be here with you, man. This is great. You know, ever since uh, Kirk Gunn brought you up when I interviewed him, I'm like, that guy is on my radar. So I'm so sure. glad to have you on here today. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So like I just said, you know, it it kind of started with Kurt. And from there, I felt like I need to find out about Brad. And boy, I've been finding out a lot. I mean, let's just go back to when you first picked up the guitar uh what sure. sparked your interest in playing and and then from there how did it turn out that you started teaching kurt what you were learning well it it goes back to geez i, I probably was maybe 13 and um maybe even younger than that my dad bought uh like a really nice pearl drum kit that my little brother and i were supposed to share my older brother he bought him like a like a knockoff Squire. I mean, I don't even think it was that level of a model, you know, a guitar and a, and a little little amp. And I would watch my. I, I really didn't have that much interest in the drums, and I watched my older brother. Uh, he took some lessons, and I'd watch him play. And then he'd set his guitar down, and he'd leave the room, and I'd sneak in and play. And and I could play by ear. You know, I could I could see what he was doing, and I could hear it. And that's where it started. I mean, I grew up with my my dad had a friend that was like one of those early FM DJs, you know, in the, the 60s, you know, uh, kind of, hey, you know, listening to, you know, Foghat, you know, that kind of thing. And and um, really introduced my dad to to a lot of different music from the well, 60s, 70s and stuff. And uh, so we grew up listening to, to all that. So I was very much into music. And when the guitar came into the house, I just fell in love with it. That was it. And as, as far as with playing with Kurt, I think I, I we became friends, I think I was maybe 15 at the time uh, or we were 15 at the time and i used to have people over at my my parents house all the time you know everybody be hanging out in the basement doing stuff and and we would just gradually gravitate towards uh the room where i kept the guitar and we would play and after a while it just was something that we bonded over and and just kind of fell in love with and it, it took off from there and now i mean he's just he's phenomenal i mean he does stuff where i look at him like how do you like what are you even thinking how do you come up with that you know kurt's just absolutely amazing so yeah Right. Now, aside from a few guitar and piano lessons, you taught yourself bass, mandolin, ukulele, djembe. Yeah. And as well, you know, you learned how to play lead guitar. It sounds like you're a self-starter with a get-after-it attitude. Fair to say? 
Yeah, well, very much. I mean, I, I kind of fell backwards into some of those things. Um, uh, you know, gifts or just interests. Uh, my, my wife bought me a mandolin once in the, uh, for Christmas, and I think it's it's different strings and different uh, tuning. And, and it took me maybe like 20 20 or 30 minutes. And then I was kind of writing songs on that. And, um, I'm not, I'm not great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not great at it, but it's that, that interest, that love uh, for those things. I, I had another friend who has a, a cello or son had a cello and I sat down and I always loved the cello. I mean, it's just absolutely still to this day. My first album has a lot of strings on it and, and it's cause I just have this passion for that. But I remember teaching myself kind of how to play I don't know if it was like Twinkle Twinkle or something, you know what I mean? Something simple, but the lead stuff and, you know, rhythm guitar, I, I did, I taught myself. I could play by ear when I was young. Take, I took a couple of piano lessons, like I said, and I remember that the teacher actually said to my mom, my mom said, how's he doing? And the teacher said, great, but he can't read a note. You know, I, I would hear it, I would memorize it. And, and I would turn the page at the wrong time, you know, when, when, it, when I wasn't supposed to. And, and the lady said, he's very talented, but he can't read a note, you know. So, but the, the lead stuff, I would just listen to some some of my influences, you know, I, I, with, uh, you know, uh, Cream, you know, uh, Derek and the Donalds, Eric Clapton, you know, um, uh, Steve Ray Vaughan. I fell in love with, with Steve Ray Vaughan music um, kind of when I was in high school, I think. And big uh, guitar strap with the notes on it, you know, and I actually have a, a Steve Ray Vaughan signature guitar, even that's so much I, I fell in love with that. I'm, um, but you just kind of hear that in your influences. It just, it bleeds into the work and, and, uh, and then you kind of create your own style. So yeah, Absolutely. that's how it happened. Cool. Now I've been listening to your songs and I'm finding that your songwriting style is a combination of introspective yet very open. So to go back to my intro, it seems to be all from the heart. Were you always in that mode or was it something that you learned? Well, you know, most of my friends know that I'm a very feelings oriented kind of guy. You know, I'm, I'm a trained psychotherapist and, and we have a life coaching business, my wife and I, and, and I was raised to kind of always lead with with that heart. And um, so I remember being young, writing poetry and writing songs. And but I, you know, life's too short. It's kind of you know just share what you feel and kind of lay it out there. And it's less about worrying about what people think about you. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you put music out. It's like you know sending your child into the world almost. But yeah, I think that people connect you know, through emotional expression and which isn't a, you know, profound statement necessarily, but it's still a truism. And I think that the more that we can be transparent, whether it's, you know, pain, passion, um, you know, love. I mean, I, I think that's a lot of what's in, in my music is love and loss, you know, and how we get through those, those struggles and then, you know, uh, celebrate those successes. But yeah, that's, it's kind of always how I've been. Like, I, I think it was in second grade when I told my mom I was going to be a counselor, I was like fixing fights on the playground, you know, that kind of thing. So I've always kind of led with that. I want everybody to be happy and I want people to, to connect, you know, and music has been a great conduit for that. Well, I'm eager to share your music. Uh, you have one album called Fall Back Home, and that came out a couple years ago. And now yeah. you're currently set to release your second effort in a couple months. Now, with Fall Back Home, how did you come up with the title? And is there an overarching theme to the album? Yeah, actually, um, some of the songs I wrote, uh, like, about relationship things, but my father had passed away. He, he had uh, died from cancer and, um, and I had knee surgery around this time. Like so I spent a lot of time kind of um, 
off my feet and just stuck in my head with, with things. And I, these songs just kind of came out of me. And I remember sitting by the water and just looking out at water and, and kind of being reflective of a lot of stuff and fall back home is, you know, it's on different levels. It's basically, you know, coming back to kind of like living in chaos for a long time, you know, and stress and, and strain from the work that I did from watching my father go through that and the caregiving, you know, I, I, I did through that process, uh, as well as for other people that actually were sick in my life. It was kind of like I was gone a lot. So, so from a literal perspective, I was gone a lot from my wife and kids. I have two, two beautiful children and Elliot and Taya and, and my wife, Carrie, and we absolutely adore all of them. Um, but I was gone, you know, and, and it was this moment of kind of like, Hey, you got to remember, like, there's a line in one of the songs that it's basically like, you got to remember the people that are still here. So it was this literal fall back to, to what matters in your life. And not that the other stuff didn't matter, but like, you know, I had to balance it. It was all about balance. And, and then it was also kind of, you know, for, for me, I'm, you know, I'm a spiritual guy too. And, and so it was kind of, you know, fall back home into kind of like grace and the way that I needed to live my life and, and be present and find joy again, you know, kind of almost like a kid coming home from a rough day, almost, if that makes sense. So that's kind of, that's where the, the title came from. And it definitely is pervasive in the music. It's, you know, life is short and you're going to go through some difficulties, but you, you got to come back to home, come back to center and connect with what matters. So. Absolutely. That's great. Well, let's listen to a track from Fall Back Home. Here's Brad Bordini with Coast Number Five.
to save me. Someone save me. Every day someone is moving, crossing over to the other side. Saturday mornings keep getting better and better with WCZR Code Zero Radio's Fox Cities Core Show. Unleash your inner music nerd as we dive into an hour of engaging live interviews with some of the best musicians in the Fox Cities. From origin stories to what's on the back burner, you never know where the conversation will go. That's not all. You can be a part of the show by dialing in or joining our YouTube chat. It's Fox Cities Core every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. More local, more often. Code Zero Radio. All right, Brad, the Green Bay, Fox Valley area of Wisconsin suddenly seems to be a hotbed for singer-songwriters. And as I consider the area that we're in here, the general lifestyle of the folks here, and I listen to what songwriters like you and Kurt and Amelia Ford, Paul Wilmot, Michael Grabner, you know, there's so many of you out there, and what you guys are putting out there is full of what seems to me Midwestern sensibilities that just seem to resonate in most, you know, most of the music that you guys are making. How has growing up and living in this area specifically impacted your writing? Right. Well, first, I'm humbled to be, have my name thrown in with those people. I, I much respect all of them. I, I'm friends with with uh, a lot of those people, and I'm just I'm always I feel very fortunate and blessed to to be able to share time and, and music with them. So um, that that being said, I, I think you're very much right. I, I think knowing some of those people, you know, very personally and understanding where some of that music comes from, I, I think that there is there's a sense of like I said, the love and loss, there's a willingness to connect with people like I was talking about earlier. It's kind of like I found that this mid Midwest kind of family based uh, thought process and, it, you know, it's less like just about self. It's about community in some way. You know, um, I think that's pervasive in, in some of the, the music yet it's this willingness to to connect with people that's i think that's the pervasive theme you know and uh at least in the names you're you're listening here it's kind of like here's my heart 
you know, and I'm, I'm willing to share that. And, you know, and, and I think maybe that's applicable to not, maybe not just the Midwest. I was listening to someone talk about musicians, just with their willingness to share. I mean, you and I even were, were sharing our music, you know, in, in correspondence and there's a connection that happens with that. And, and I think that's what I love about the Midwest areas is it's just more this community-based interaction and, and connection. And then that willingness to, to be transparent and, and kind of share all different emotions and experiences. We'll be right back after this short break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Right. Now, a recurring theme with you is transparency in just about every facet of your life. On top of being a musician, you're a practicing psychotherapist, as you alluded to before, a life coach, a husband, a dad, and what I'll call a liver of life. How do all of these things come together in your music? One of the strong influences in kind of like my high school and the college years, um, my friends and I, I mean, we'd go to concerts regularly. Um, that question just sparks uh, Dave Matthews Band. Uh, um, there was a huge, and Counting Crows. Um, those were two huge influences on music for myself. And I think I could say confidently for, for Kurt as well. I mean, we spent a lot of those years, you know, almost inseparable. And in the, that music, there's there's this constant theme of like, you know, hey, you could die tomorrow or like you could lose everything. So you kind of have to to live it to, to the fullest, you know, and take advantage of that time. Um, you know, eat, drink, be merry, because tomorrow we could die, you know, as <laughs> Dave Matthews right. lyrics, you know, and that stuff just resonated with me. And, and I know, you know, going off to college, that was very painful, you know, leaving the close relationships I had and then and even reconnecting. And, you know, and that, that comes through in some of my music, too, you know, and I think you you know, and then also I um, was very close to to dying in recent years. And I remember laying in bed thinking, like, how am I going to say goodbye to people and who am I going to say goodbye to? And then thinking about my kids and what their life will be like and how can I make it less painful in some way in that process. And when you sit and do something like that, you you push yourself to try and live fully. And don't get me wrong, I, I fail at that <laughs> repeatedly, you know, uh, very, mm-hmm. very much so. But I'm fortunate. Um, my wife is just a, a phenomenal human being that that pushes life to the fullest. I mean, that that is a person that should be interviewed. She is just an inspiration for tons of people in the community. And she has that drive as well. And it's basically, you got to live, you got to live and and do it to the fullest. So yeah, so I think it's pervasive in the music. It's pervasive in, in how I live and in all aspects as well. So yeah. Now, for those listening that have a desire to share themselves in their hearts through music, whether that be through writing, playing, singing, whatever, where, in your opinion, would be the best place for them to start? Just constantly writing. 
you know, constantly writing and sharing it, sharing it with friends, you, you build confidence, you know, I mean, this gets a little bit in the psych stuff, but you know, the more that you do that and put yourself out there, I mean, it, there's this false perception that we hold that we're going to be rejected, you know, and I mean, that's built into our brains about, you know, survival together, you know, and, and isolation historically used to lead to, you know, if you're banished, you know, you're in exile, you die, you know, and so, so there's this perception of, of vulnerability equaling rejection and for many people. And, and I think music, and poetry and things like that, you know, artistry, it's no different, you know, it's just a misperception of threat a lot of times. And so I think the more that you can put yourself out there and just like open mics and, you know, spoken word nights, you know, if that's, if that's your medium, you know, wh whatever it is, I mean, that's how you do it. Kurt and I, God, we were, we were terrible and music and, you know, we look at VHS tapes, you know, and we look at it and we're like, God, that was just atrocious, but it built the foundation and everybody's got to start somewhere. And um, some people, you know, they, they travel that path faster than others. But the other thing is you have to do it for yourself. And so wherever that feels safe and then uh, wherever it feels a little unsafe even is where I would say you need to be because just staying in your comfort zone isn't going to create any room for growth. You know, you got to push yourself and put yourself out there. Right. Now, one of the qualities of your songs that I appreciate is that they feel very authentic and they're unforced. No sure. matter if they have more of an introspective and acoustic vibe or like with some of the new material that you've allowed me to hear, they rock out a bit more, but there's still something very organic going on. Is this from just a need to write or to get things out through music? Or is it a natural thing that comes from a desire to share your life? The first album, you know, and I, I played, I, I played lead and, and back people up for, for many, many years. But the, the first album was a desire to get those emotions out and just kind of share it. It was cathartic. It was just a healing process. And and like I said before, it's centering and grounding in response to my father and various other ways. I was I was pulled apart like taffy. You know, I was like, I got to put myself back together. Not to be too dramatic, but I mean, that that's what it felt like. And the new album, um, yeah, there is an edge to it. When I, when I wrote a lot of those songs, it, it wasn't that way. That That's the genius of Mark Goldie. You know, I mean, I, I'm eternally grateful to him for him shaping that and molding that as well as, you know, the other players, you know, on the album, you know, Chris and, and Rick and, and Kurt and Amanda. And, and, you know, maybe we'll talk about that too. But I, I think that th this album, it's interesting, um, having gone through that near-death experience, I wrote these songs and there's this drive in me where I'm like, you don't know when you could go. And part of me was like, I, I wanted to have some of this out there to like for my kids to have. And, you know, if it helps people in some way, you know, that I, that's kind of how I live my life. You know, one of the tracks on there is uh, it's, it's called When We Die and it's, it's this communication with me and my son and um, just kind of this maturation process of like when I'm gone, you know, what, what will it be like for you? you know, and, and what was it like when we went through this? So, yeah, so there's a drive in me to, once I create it, it's like, I have this urge. And even right now, I'm already, I probably have enough content for another album right now. And I'm like, ah, do I go do it right now? I mean, I mean, release this one, you know? So that's just how it is now, you know? And then again, I, you know, I was, I was talking to Kurt about it at, at one point. It's almost like, 
as they say with getting a tattoo once once you, you get a tattoo you, you kind of start getting tattoos plural you know you, like, you just <laughs> want to keep doing it you know so um so well i, I liken I think, it to buying uh, a guitar you know so <laughs> oh don't even get me started on that or kurt i'm oh i'm je jealous of this collection but yes 100 percent. once you start you can't stop you know what is that pringles you know once you pop you can't stop you know that's that's what it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah yeah well in december you'll be releasing that new album which you have titled the voices in my head uh, you've been working yeah. on it, like you said, with Mark Goldie at Rock Garden Studio, and many of the same players, uh, and you listed them before, play on Kurt Gunn's albums, so they're on all the new tracks. You've got Chris Hannaway on bass, Rick Armstrong on drums, yep. Amanda James on backing vocals, and even Kurt makes a couple of guest appearances on it. Yeah, you know, yeah. What is it about this specific group of musicians, including Mark and the various roles that he plays, that always makes these projects shine? First, yeah, that's what he does. You know, I'm, I'm just, I, I was so impressed with him as a person and basically his genius. And I've loved all the stuff he's done with Kurt's work and, and you know, Amelia and Grabner. And, you know, it's just, it goes on and on, you know, the, all the projects. And as far as, that group of people i mean i don't know i've just been i've i've known chris for a really long time from you know gigging days you know throughout you know green bay area and just just kind of hanging out and and performed with him in different ways and just absolutely love him man respect him so much and rick i got to meet just on recommendation and now i i call him a friend i mean he's just he's just a phenomenal guy and so talented amanda and i we were in a band called big papa and the spritzers with with our friend uh, adam hendra and i wasn't big papa by the way you know which is kind of funny and you know uh the lead you know i'm the i'm six foot six so if people don't know me you know, you'd think i'd be big papa but i'm not you know and and I was one of the spritzers, you know, and, and the funny thing is lead guys kind of a shorter individual, you know, but, uh, but a man and I, and we used to, we used to just sit on my front porch and, and write songs and harmonize and, and do stuff. I mean, forever ago. And I just adore her. Absolutely love her. And, and then Kurt, I mean, he's, he's, you know, a brother from another mother. I mean, we literally, we were, we were inseparable for so long. And so it's fascinating when we still, we still gig together and, and like, I know where he's going. I can kind of feel it and stuff. So I think that's maybe the, the pervasive theme is, is just this like, weird chemistry of knowing kind of where to go and understand each other you know uh rhythm section wise chris and rick together i was blown away i mean the stuff that came up with they they changed the dynamics like you said the, the album has a little bit more of an edge to it a little more movement if you will and that's not really how the songs originally were, were written and it just took off those guys were just brilliant and i'm indebted to them and when amanda came in and layered vocals i couldn't have asked for anything better i was just i heard harmonies ahead of time and mark and amanda came up with these brilliant things that i never would have thought of and then it was just you know kurt's never guest appeared on an album before so i was very honored to have that and actually some of the content is kind of about us you know about our our experiences in life and so it was just it was phenomenal so i guess you know why does it shine i don't know they're already pretty polished and I just kind of jumped in maybe, I, you know, I guess that's the best way to put it. So, I, and I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful that I had that opportunity with them. Right. Now you alluded earlier to the song, uh, When We Die, that you said was more a conversation between you and your son. Overall with the album, is there a general theme to this set of songs? 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of this like coming apart and coming back together and trying to decide when it's time to leave. You know, I think that's it's like knowing that, you know, in philosophy, there's an and even, you know, Buddhist thought patterns, you know, secular Buddhism talks about, you know, there's a there's a beginning, a middle and an end to everything. And kind of knowing that, knowing that that's OK and, and like rebirth. And, you know, in other words, meaning how do I come out of this situation? Um, when do, when do I need to come out of this situation and when when do I need to stay and when is this not time to end? You know, when do I work on this more? And so it's kind of playing with that theme a lot and, and sometimes, you know, being surprised which direction life will take you. So mm-hmm. I, w- I would say that's probably the overarching theme. You also said, too, that uh, some of the songs are a bit about your relationship with Kurt and the first single that you'll be releasing from this set is called The Strangers We Know. You want to tell yeah. us a bit about it? That song's partly uh, uh, about Kurt. I wasn't sure I was even going to talk about it, but why not, you know? But it, it's it's basically kind of this evolution of not just Kurt, but other people in my life where, you know, had a certain relationship and then life experiences happened and, and how, you know, we can perceive those situations. And it, it was almost like this we come together, you know, and, and I've been very fortunate to have him as a brother in my life. And this coming back together has just brought me a lot of joy in my life and, and being able to, you know, jam with him and laugh with him tons. We just laugh. And, and so the strangers we know is more about when kind of, you know, I went off to college and we disconnected and we came back together and then we were in a band and then that band fell apart and, you know, coming back together through that. And I, I think that when you have that fortunate circumstance of, having that in your life with people where you can pick up wherever you left off, you know, um, even through adversity, you can reconnect. I mean, I've seen that with multiple people and and my family have, you know, that one friend or two friends, you know, that you just connected and you're fortunate to have. I think that's important. And my father used to say, you know, if you did life right, um, you'll have enough people to carry your casket, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I thought I thought that was a really, you know, interesting. I'm sure maybe that other people said that, too, but it was an interesting thing to think about. And I know that uh, I've got that group of people and, and Chris definitely, definitely one of them, you know. And so it's kind of about how we can become strangers and uh, reconnect with the people that we care about. Yeah. Now, I would love to play this song, The Strangers We Know. It's such a good song. Are we good? Oh, with thank that? you. Yeah, definitely. That would be wonderful. Thank you. All right, folks, I am very honored and thrilled to debut on Into the Music, Brad's forthcoming single, The Strangers We Know. Enjoy. Memory fails again while I wonder how long to hold my breath. 
Till your feet touch the ground again You're turning blue, you say I said, no, you know I won't go You know I can't help it It ends when we begin Reaching out, time and again No one's home Walking back down myself back then some great stuff the writing the oh, performance the production is brilliant well done oh thank you thank you very much i really appreciate it it's, it, it is one of my favorites off the album obviously so yeah yeah i'm eager for you to release this album i mean what else can you share about the album that you haven't mentioned yet the artwork for it, my son is finalizing some of the artwork and I'm, I'm really proud of uh, some of the, the stuff that he's doing um, with that. And it, it meant a lot for me to have him be a part of that, that mm-hmm. process. So he does some graphic design stuff. He's a college athlete, soccer player, but he dabbles and he's got a little business with graphic design. So all my art, uh, I'm sorry, all my uh, musician friends hit him up, you know, if you need any, any album work. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I love that about it. Um, it's definitely a different feel from the first album. And I'm very happy to say that, I, I mean, at first when I got some of the mixes back, Mark Goldie did lead. Um, it was, it was kind of funny. He actually, he didn't know that I played lead. And um, so he asked me, he's like, do you, you know, you want me to do that? You want somebody else in or whatever? I said, no, you do it. That sounds great. And then he came, we, we met up after that. And he's like, why didn't you tell me you play lead? You know? And I said, no, I love what you did. You know? So, <laughs> so it's, it's got a, you know, a little edgier feel to it. And, and I love that. It's got some of the influence with, without even realizing, but it's got kind of the petty feel and counting crows. 
And so I love Mark's work on it. I'm very happy about that. I love what everybody did, don't get me wrong. But um, the title itself, it's from a second track called City Lights and the voices in my head. And and that's a little bit to go back to one of your earlier questions. It's kind of the the voices in my head is, is some people are like, is that psychotic? You know, what do you do? No, not that. It's it's more, it's kind of staying up late at night and what you hear in your head over and over that battle, that internal battle. And and so that's what the, you know, a lot of people ask, what does the title mean? You know, um, and so, you know, just to, to save myself, maybe some headache of having to explain it, you know, that's right. But that's what it is. It's, it's kind of the, you know, that internal struggle in your head. But otherwise, no, I'm just very grateful to everybody involved. And I'm really excited to to get the music out there. And thank you for giving this uh, platform for it. I really appreciate it and and debuting that. Oh, absolutely. I'm very honored that I was able to do that for you. So thank you. Um, Two things in regards to that answer. Number one, as a career graphic designer, I am eager to see your son's work. Number two, this album is anything but stagnant. I listened to it last night again, and I just love the flow of the songs. Um, You know, it doesn't sit still. It is one of those things. One of the things that I thought was one of the coolest moments is coming out of City Lights into that third song. You know, City Lights has kind of this country vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden, the third song comes in and just kind of cracks you over the head. And I'm like, wow, yeah. very cool. Yeah, what, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's what consumes me. And it, yeah, and it, it changes to that minor progression. And it's just that screaming lead that, that Mark did that. It's you're like, what the heck just happened? You know, um, mm-hmm. to go from to, from country to that, I, I couldn't agree more. And and. I was kind of instrumental in laying out the flow of the album. You know, I was like, this is kind of how I see it and how I want it. And that was one that uh, I agree. I couldn't agree more. I love that you caught that. Like that was, that was the feel that I was looking for. So you just made me very happy with that. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to get ready here to wrap up. So before we do, how can folks find you online, get your gigging schedule and buy your current album? Yeah, no, I, I and I appreciate that very much. Um, the the current album is on all streaming platforms. So I mean, if you you know if you subscribe to you know Apple Music or Spotify or any of those types, um, it's there. It's just sitting there. So um, I think you can purchase. I don't even know if you how you purchase or I get that random check you know for for next to nothing, uh, you know every year. Um, but but um, pennies on the dollar. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But um, but yeah, if you want to buy it, I, I appreciate it. I, I I didn't print that album. That was it was during COVID and. It just was kind of one of those, like, I, you know, I don't know if I, also, I didn't know how many people would even do that anymore. I'm going to print this one though. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do some CDs for the the new one. But uh, like I said, wrapping up the, the artwork, my son's wrapping that up and then, then I'll have a better understanding when I have that. But so the current album is not out yet. It's not released. Um, I hope to have that. I think I'm going to do as the single first and, but I would say it's probably, it's looking more December-ish is when, when it's going to be coming out. So, um, but yeah, as far as, uh, as far as gigging, I, you know, I do solo acoustic um, gigs majority of the time or duo work. I love to get together with other musicians and, and perform at places. And you can uh, find me on, on Facebook. I have a personal Facebook and then a, a musician one. So there's a, the, the profile picture of me with a guitar is the, the one that would have the, 
dates and I typically update it usually within a week of, of performance. Um, so, and I, I share it on both, but you know, you're welcome to look at whatever you like, but, um, but yeah, that, that's the predominant way that I have, uh, have my, my gigs listed. Okay. And now you have a special album release party scheduled. That's going to be a pretty big deal. Give us the details. I mean, the, the where, the when, and the who. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's uh, December 8th at Gibson um, in, in Appleton. And um, I'm not sure the specific time for the kickoff yet, but uh, we've got Michael Grabner, um, who you obviously know, a phenomenal musician starting out uh, the evening. And then we have uh, my band, the full band, will be performing um, uh, the album release. So the voices in my head will do that from beginning to end. And then ending the evening is uh, uh, Kurt Gunn, uh, in the poor town proper. So it's going to be a great local music, you know, uh, um, scene. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. My goodness. That sounds almost like a music festival in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, hopefully we have the attendance like that too. And everybody just has a wonderful time. And, um, I'm actually, one of the things I'm most excited about is, is not only do I get to perform my, my work, but I get to sit and watch my friends perform and, and it's just going to be great to be in a, you know, be in the room with them and, and watch them shine the way that they do. Well, you talk about a night of top shelf entertainment, my friend, you've put it together. So thank you for that and looking forward to it. Well, I, you know, I thank the people, you know, Dave and everybody over at uh, Gibson and, and really looking forward to playing there. And, and uh, Kirk Gunn's been just absolutely instrumental in making that happen. And so gracious that uh, he and everybody and, and Michael uh, agreeing to, to play. So it's just very fortunate and grateful for everybody involved. Now, are we going to see you, Michael and Kurt do anything together that night? Oh man, that you know what? Now, now you got the wheels turning here. I, I that would be really fun because I play with both of them. So I'll have to have a little chat. We'll see what's uh, what's on the on the agenda. I'm not sure, but uh, if not, maybe that'll be the the second music festival, right? Maybe yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, Brad, thank you so much for taking the time to talk today, and it's been a genuine pleasure to get to know you over these past several days. I've enjoyed the texting, the emails getting to know you, and I'm looking forward to catching you live very soon. Oh, I, I really appreciate that. And yeah, and, and I appreciate uh, uh, our correspondence as well. You're, you're quite talented as well. So, but uh, thank you for having me. I, it means the world. So appreciate oh, it. You're welcome. My guest today has been singer-songwriter Brad Bordini. Look for his new album, The Voices in My Head, to drop this December. Join me next time when guitarist and bluesman Jay Stulo returns to the show. We're going to talk some blues music history and indulge in a couple of his own tracks as well. So, so long for now, and we'll see you the next time we get into the music. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Into the Music. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and odyssey.com. Drop us a line on our socials or email us at intothemusic at newprojectx.com. To support Into the Music, go to buymeacoffee.com slash intothemusic. Your support keeps the show going and is always greatly appreciated. This show is copyright 2023 Project X Productions. Join us next time we get Into the Music. 
God bless and take care, everybody. Thank you.